I have a massive, massive surprise for you all at the end of this episode, and I haven't told you, and I've been wanting to tell you all season, but I haven't, and I'm going to tell you on mic, and I'm really excited about it. Are you going to, is the middle name of your daughter going to be like Summer or something? Oh, it's going to be, no, it's, it's going to be Ryan Drake. I, I hate, I hate <laughs> saying stuff like that because then what you all come up with is so much better than what's actually going to happen, but no, we'll, we'll see. California. Keeping up with the Coens, an OC rewatch podcast. Hello and welcome back to Keeping Up with the Coens, the season three finale. Yeah. All the air horns, all the celebratory confetti. Oh my God, we've made it. We have dragged ass all the way through the worst season of this goddamn show. (laughs) But hey, we've made it to the end. And, uh, you know, in, cel- in, in celebratory, we made it to the end fashion. We are recording this episode after hours. It's Cohen's late night. It's like 9.30 our time, which is significantly late, I feel like, for Chelsea and Dylan, who usually go yeah. to bed right now. It's uh, after yeah. 9 o'clock. We can do whatever we want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. Whoa, whoa, Dylan. <laughs> no, that escalated quickly. Wow. Yeah. But the, I might even but... say fuck this episode. I don't know. <laughs> Dylan wow. forgot he's a lawyer. No, you saved that one up when you got me with it. That's th- that's long-term storytelling right there. That's, that's three it. years. It's the, <laughs> it's the long con. Three seasons worth of Dylan being a good boy just to make me laugh with one F word. I'm like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what happens. We're after hours. Dylan's drunk, by the way. He's been drinking since we <laughs> got on here. I'm going to spread that rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here. We're going to discuss uh, the third season finale of The O.C. My name is Ryan Drake. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host who will presumably also be here next season for season four when we do this all over again uh, let me start with uh <laughs> let me start with the only man i know that dogs hate which is one of the worst things i feel like you could possibly be dogs hate him uh they if you go to dogs.com there's a message board where all the dogs con- conversate and it's a, a lot of threats about how much they hate dylan it's dylan oh, irwin God. coming to it's coming to us from probably down the street from my house uh, I'm outside your house, uh, first of all. Second of all, um, I can't read, so it doesn't matter what the dogs say about <laughs> so me. I will never on know. you, dogs. Take that, dogs. Um, but no, it's <laughs> it's really fun to be here. This is the latest that I have voluntarily been up in about two months. Um, I wish that was a joke, but it's not. I'm an early early to bed, early to rise. Uh, I'm a big fisherman, um, and I, I want to make sure that I, that I get the best catch. I don't know how to fish. Um, but it's great to be here, and I am drinking... Um, some Trader Joe's uh, harvest tea. It's really great. Check it out. Drinking some, Ooh, some synergy raw kombucha. Mm. I bet yeah. your gut's I'm so drinking, healthy. I'm drinking a Sonic strawberry water. It's my drink of the moment. That's Chelsea Trinidad, all the way up in Tulsa, America. Hello, Chelsea. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? <laughs> Did you good. just go? Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey! The moon were made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this this third season finale. Shall we do it? Yeah, because do we it. we're because it's the only thing standing between us and, and freedom. And I know Dylan also has a child apparently on the way, <laughs> allegedly. But uh let's get into this third season finale. Episode season three, episode number twenty-five, The Graduates. The Graduates features Sandy Cohen on screen for five minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Dylan graduate uh i graduated may 18th 2006 for purposes of this show um i graduated with 6.4 million other people 
Um, and we actually had two speakers at graduation, Bob De Laurentiis and Josh Schwartz. I don't know who this Bob De Laurentiis person is, um, but he helped write this. So this is another one of uh, the OC's patented two writer episodes. So let's see if the quality was there, shall we? Um, let's do it. All right, everyone. Here we go. Here we are. Uh Uh-oh, everyone. Uh Uh-oh, everyone. We're at the end of all things, and thank God. We begin with Sad Boy Ryan. all things. All of it. Everything. We begin with Sad Boy Ryan flipping through the channels, and Kirsten, who is probably drunk, folding laundry. Seth and Sandy get back, and of course, Seth has denied everything about the Newport fire. You know, he's lied to the police. He's lied to his dad. Um, Rather than actually do something about it, though, Seth decides he just wants to listen to sad music, quote, for a change. Wow. Um, (laughs) Except his iPod is in his mom's car, a.k.a. the car Ryan and Gidget were playing GTA San Andreas in. Ryan rebuffed. Seth and heads out to retrieve the getaway car. Gidget apparates right behind him, threatens him with the tried and true, if I go down, you go down with me thing, and then recedes back into the dark. And you all, as Seth muses, this is shaping up to be one hell of a graduation. QOC theme phantom play. So this, this, solved, this solved a question that we, a mystery that we had posed last week, which was like, why did Ryan, like, did Ryan just leave the car there? And like, and that was just like a thing that they overlooked when they were writing the episode. They actually made it a point for him to go back. And- there are no plot holes in this show. This is yeah. top notch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, Gidget just appearing. So, sidebar quickly. I was thinking about this episode and the season coming to an end, and how much this season has dragged on. Like, it feels like we've been doing this season forever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like, we'll do a little season recap at the end of this, and so or the second half of this. And there's some parts about just how much this season dragged on, and and trying to figure out why it felt like this season dragged on, other than it's just bad. I looked at some of our, our older seasons of episodes, but in going back in season two, I I remembered that in the episode where. Uh, Rebecca was leaving. She like she or her dad died, uh-huh. <laughs> and we called. I I think this was a me thing, but I just laughed at my own joke because we called it Rebexit, and I laughed yeah. very. Well. <laughs> that, was, that was your joke. That was really good. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just made it. myself laugh because Dylan's not doing the job, so you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. We arrive at Newport Harbor High School to find our favorite sprightly threesome discussing graduation and setting out lays, the necklaces, not the chips. We find out that Seth only burned down part of the Newport group and that Taylor, quote, had her very own Korean barbecue after the after after prom party, um, which is too cute to be problematic. I think I don't know. I think it's a threesome reference, I believe. Oh, I, I know, but the fact that she was with it was with two Korean guys, and she referred to it as a Korean barbecue, and then said "bibimbap." I feel like that's too cute to be problematic. Is it? No, I don't think it's problematic. I just think it's interesting that Taylor probably had a threesome. That's you know, yeah. good for her. Speaking of sprightly threesome, um, so Julie shows <laughs> up with uh, my favorite part of the episode: a gift from Tate. Um, from a distance, he is watching us. It looks like it might be one of his headshots, but we'll have to wait to find out what's in there later. <laughs> um, okay. It does look like that. So back at the Cohen house, Dawn has broken. She has arrived. She's super impressed with the house still, um, so much so that she misidentified Ryan as someone named Graduate. Um, Dawn isn't the only arrival, though. Caitlin drops in on Doc Ock. She looks great and makes Ock feel super uncomfortable by asking for a boob job. Julie thinks something is up because Julie always thinks something is up. So we'll have to find out what's going on. Um, Seth and Sandy meet up 
And as we remember in the last episode, uh, Seth had been taken into custody and Sandy did the whole I'm his father, I'm his lawyer thing, and he ended up lying. So they kind of danced around the whole Newport group fire issue. Instead, they opt for some playful banter about graduation. Uh, the most playful of the banter being a cheer that Sandy did when Seth won all camp, captured the flag at Camp Takahoe. Uh, check out my boy Cohen. Can you believe how much he's growing? The competition away <laughs> he's blowing and blowing indeed. Um, Sandy's kindness makes Seth feel guilty and he admits to burning down the Newport group with the devil's lettuce. Um, we actually end up having a really great father-son moment between our two boys. They end in a hug, which is sweet, but then Seth ruins it by saying that he is physically incapable of saying, I love you to another man. And so, Ryan, I love you. Enter Summer. Uh, she is back at Newport Harbor. She's wearing an Edmund Memorial graduation gown. Uh, she finds Marissa sitting alone at a table like Stephen Glansberg, and it turns out Tate has gone <laughs> full Captain Ron. He's taken a oh yacht. My God. <laughs> Did I get him with Ryan, Glansberg? Ryan. <laughs> Ryan can't breathe right now, everyone. Oh, oh my God. So That's funny, Dylan. Good thank job. You. Late there's night. Also just, there's, just a, there's a fantasy football podcast I listen to, which is one of the worst things I'll ever admit to you. But they have a, a segment called like who, like who the Glansberg of the week because it's just like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, yeah. So so she, uh, she walks in. Turns out Tate has gone full Captain Ron, and he's taking a yacht to the Greek Isles. Like, he's literally the captain. He wants Marissa to come I'm with him. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. I am Tate Donovan now. Um, he wants Marissa to come with him to be his potato peeler or, or something. Um, Marissa wants to go because it works for the plot, I guess. Um, there's big Ryan Atwood screw my future. Yeah. I want boat energy in this whole yeah, sequence. Wait, let's pause and talk about this. Like I, first of all, I liked that it was something that like Tate <laughs> remembered his daughter. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Hey honey. Um, but I, I mean, did you guys find this to be satisfying? Um, whenever, like, think back to the first time you saw this back in high school. Were you like, what? Marissa's not going to be on the show? Like, did it, this moment, did you think that they were going to show her and Tate together? Like, did you think Tate was coming back? What What were your thoughts during this moment? I think I knew what was going to happen. So I didn't, I knew that this was like a red herring. I did not know this was going to happen. I think I was spoiled on some, I think I was spoiled when I watched this the first time. Well, I Either read I was somewhere... spoiled ahead of time or I watched it after it had already aired. Like I think maybe I had some going on that night and I watched it the next day so someone had already told me about what happened. Either way, I knew what was going on. That's what happened. I, I ended yeah. up watching it like a week late or something like that. But Marissa actually, or uh, Misha, uh, <laughs> Misha Barton was the one who actually spoiled it herself, supposedly on accident, but she went on a late night show um, mm -hmm. an hour before it actually aired and said that she died. Jeez. So. Whether that was on purpose or not, we will never know, but... Yeah, I figured that they were just going to find a way out of it because stuff like this always happens where Marissa's about to do something and then she doesn't do it at the last minute, which I guess ended up happening, but it was kind of extreme. Um, yeah, quite the pivot. She definitely won't be doing anything now. So, and with that, we are in Gidget's van. He's hiding out from the cops, I guess. Um, that one bully girl whose name I can't remember shows Heather. up in her. Heather. Heather arrives. Aaron Foster. So, Heather arrives um, in her Uggs and busts Gidget for being sprung over Marissa. Turns out he wants to take Marissa to Mexico because Marissa does so well there. Um, as Gidget says, God, you chicks and your opinions. Right on, Gidget. Am I right? Am I right? 
Is this thing on? Uh, back at school, we realized that the dystopian hellscape that is Newport most likely believes that there are only two genders because the girls and the boys are wearing different color graduation gowns. Uh, my favorite character in the entire show, who's not actually given a name, so I just call him Loud Bully. Uh, Loud Bully makes fun of <laughs> Seth for wearing a gown, and when Seth points out that he is also wearing a gown, Loud Bully goes all in and continues to make fun of Seth for wearing a gown. This season needed more Loud Bully and needed Luke. <laughs> That would have fixed everything. Don't no, it really would have. Like that—that that was a really funny bit. I wish that that yeah. was like a running thing throughout the series, but that never. It is happened. a running thing. It is a running thing throughout the series. That's when? The same guy. when else that's does that the, happen? That's the same guy that is always talking shit to Seth. He's the oh, he's, he's name the one other guy. joke that he said. I don't remember this at all. Seth Cohen sucks. Yeah, like he whenever Seth's on stage when? making his speech. When Seth's on stage making his speech to Summer in the first prom episode from last season, Seth Cohen's a tool. Then he makes the speech, and then he's like, okay, but he's still a tool, though. There's also And in... they show this guy's face. It's not just like yes. a voice. Yes, it's yes. the same guy. It's and the same wow. guy that at the lock-in whenever – it's the same guy at the lock-in whenever Seth steps in and tries to – and takes over for Taylor Townsend and starts explaining the rules to capture the flag. The same guy that starts yelling shit at him at the lock-in. <laughs> yeah, he says okay, – when he says, I'm I was really all... impressed that you guys remember, like, small characters like this. I don't have bandwidth for that. Yeah, You're he, the one who brought it up was like, I wish this was a thing. Or like, it is a thing. Wow, so impressive. Yeah, we, uh, no, <laughs> this was also the guy, th no, this guy had one of my favorite jokes. He also said in this in the second, I think it was the second season, where Seth's like, yeah, I was all camp capture the flag, camp taco. And he says, you were all You're geek at camp geek. Camp geek. Yeah, which is I great. remember every one of these. They're and then great. I think in the first season, whenever they found out about Luke's dad, is this the same guy that where they're like, yeah, he, 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 he should be on Dawson's crack. Dawson's crack, yeah, or Everwoody. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same wow. guy. Loud Bully. I did bully. not realize it was the same guy. And, and he on IMDb is named Loud, Loud Bully. He is? Oh, I just made that up. I, no, well, I'm asking, asking you. you. Oh, I'm no. no she's I just, asking you. I just made that up. I just call him <laughs> Loud Bully. I wanted to call him something like uh, like Silly Steve, but I knew that Ryan would shoot it down. I, loved um, it. I just love that Chelsea was like, no, I sure do wish this were a running gag. And we're like, oh, guess what? We just walked we just walked right into it. Thank you for I that softball. I watched exact same episodes. I wrote the same notes as you, and I never noticed it was did the same Did you? Dude. Are you still watching the heavy lifting on repeat <laughs> you're just watching the heavy lifting in the first season of one tree hill over and over and i'm sorry I'm we haven't like talked about nathan clues. scott yet okay so while loud bully is doing his thing every episode That's impressive <laughs> so in some back room far away from everyone else i guess marissa and ryan are reminiscing ryan tells her that he wants to drive her to the airport before she goes full sea winch because she was the first person he saw so now he wants to be the last person she sees before leaving. I, 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 I don't know. It's like that typical Chino possessive red flag psychobabble that sounds romantic if you aren't listening. Um, I didn't understand any of this. I mean, so, I thought uh, it was kind of sweet, but also like they're like, oh, you're going away for a year. But like a year's not that long. There's people I consider good friends that I haven't talked to in a year. I um, haven't seen but you. I haven't been in the same room as you, I think, in like maybe maybe two years three years long yeah because we've had coronavirus so i haven't seen you since the chance the rapper concert we live in a world now where i have been physically next to ryan drake more recently than i have been close to you that's insane to me but oh. anyway in the same city dylan it's not that crazy yeah that's true <laughs> well everyone as ryan says hey let's graduate so imogen heap drops get a graduate Taylor spits so That would have been a great music. That would have been a great song right there. Dude, <laughs> you should just drop into the episode. Here, I'll do it again. As Ryan says, hey, let's graduate. 
boom. I'm not going to do You're that. You're not. <laughs> We're just going to sound dumb, yeah. That's okay. Right about that, dogs. Imogen Heap drops, Taylor <laughs> spits some mad bars, including Cicero, and the kiddos graduate. All right, Sethy. Picture time. Super cute. Kaylin throws up some gang signs, but who didn't in 2006? By the way, I paused it and counted. There are under 30 people in the Harbor class of 2006. Thought that was interesting. Hey man, it's a it's a it's a very expensive school. That's that's true. That's true. It's a public school, I'm pretty sure. But still, there are three people in every elective class. I did like that they interspliced Taylor with like the core four like graduating photos. I feel like yeah. that was a good way to keep Taylor involved. Yeah, I really do. Um, it's almost like she's going to play a larger role later, but I I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, there's an after party, of course, uh, at the Redneck Yacht Club, which is getting a lot of play this season. I um, I feel like all the other restaurants just don't exist anymore except for the diner and the yacht club. Well, they didn't go. Th- that was a weird, like, why did they even have to talk about the after party? Because Taylor throws the after party, but then she shows. I was like, well, I'm not actually going. I'm actually leaving now. And then later on in the episode, the core four are like, well, we're not going to go either. They don't even show the after party. There's no reason to have that, it, right? That, that means, hold yeah. on. Let me see if I can do my math. That means there are approximately 24 people. 25. 24, <laughs> 24 yeah. people at the after after party um so they're at this after party sandy gives an amazing toast summer cries and worries about everything ending uh kirsten pounds some lemon water wink wink julie goes straight for the bar um and speaking of julie marissa did not tell her about tate but tate did the right thing because he always does the right thing and he already told julie about marissa i'm sailing away cooper the best thing about marissa leaving though is that caitlin has come to stay for good Julie gives Marissa her graduation present. It's a pearl necklace. Insert joke here. Uh, great jewelry to die in um, in a car accident. Uh, she didn't die in it. I know. That's why it's such a misstep. Um, speaking of car, Don so wins. Chekhov's pearl necklace. Chekhov's pearl necklace. <laughs> that's, that's a real gross that's... image in my head. Okay. Uh, so speaking of car. title? Oh God! Don wins the mom of should the we, episode we, award. Should, in, episode, in season four, should we title every episode "Chekhov Something"? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Chekhov's cage fight. Yeah. Um, Chekhov's so, like eyeball gumball ring. Ryan got a car. Everybody, a legit car. Had a big red bow and everything. Um, weird he, car. Yeah, he went. He got a weird car. Got a big red sports and imports. <laughs> Um, so Don wins the award. Good job, Don. But back inside the yacht club, Seth and Summer are engaging in some handshake foreplay when Taylor comes up to say goodbye. You know, we like zoom past that really fast, but like I thought that scene where Don gave Ryan the car was so touching. It was so great. I can't wait for this car to be around for the rest of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, she has the biggest smile on her face. I thought it was really moving. Like, I don't know. I I think it's so, it's insane that she stole it. Yeah. You know what? It's going to bring a tear to her eye when she finds out what happened to it immediately after she gave it to him yeah, all the money geez. she spent. This is why we can't have nice things, Ryan. And then she yeah. leaves and aggressively tries to light a cigarette. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're back in with Seth and Summer doing some weird sex stuff. Taylor walks up. She's not headed for France yet. She explains that she's going to spend her summer with um, her Korean beau uh, diffusing landmines in the DMZ. She thanks Seth and mm. Summer for letting her be a part of the Second Circle Corps until Seth invites her to the inner circle and our Fab Four becomes a Fab Five briefly. Uh, it's a really special moment, you all. I, I it, was, was, it really was for me. Like I just imagine like uh, like like the producers and the directors having to update the credits to like series regular instead of mm. guest star. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna see her, man. We're gonna see her on that on that on that theme. 
Um, so just when things are starting to get happy, Gidget calls Marissa and drops the GTA bomb. He wants to see her again. He threatens Ryan. He wants money, you know, typical OC stuff. Um, to be honest, I have no idea what any of this means at this point. Um, but Marissa ends up confronting Ryan, quote unquote, uh, but tells him we're in it together. So everything is just going way too well. Everyone's way too cheerful. I don't know. Um, we have a really bizarre scene the next morning at the Cohen house. Dawn's cab arrives. Sandy tries to pay for it. She says no. Um, she and Seth have what I think is their first interaction, actually, one-on-one. And then she leaves. Um, that's the end of Dawn, I think. I can't remember if she shows up in the fourth season or not. She does not. Yep. Bye, Dawn. The dusk, that's it. It's the dusk of Dawn. The dusk. <laughs> the dusk of Dawn. That might be. That's a contender. Um <laughs> So since Marissa is leaving, uh, Caitlin has turned her quote unquote room into her room. She's blaring music from her green iPod. She's covered the walls with Bratz dolls, drawings and abs. I'm already loving this new vibe. How do you all feel about this? Listen, I know this is an emotional episode. There's some great, uh, there's two Imogen Heap songs here for two iconic scenes. The graduation scene, um, the hallelujah cover at the end of the episode, this is the music moment of the episode. It's Khalees, <laughs> yeah. it's Bossy, it's Caitlin Cooper. Yes. Get it. Get so, it. So uh, Ryan arrives to pick up Marissa in his boy Toyota. Uh, Marissa immediately <laughs> gives Ryan... See, I'm so mad because we don't get to use that name anymore. Uh, Marissa immediately gives Ryan her new pearl necklace to pawn to give to Gidget. She decides she wants to ride with him to the pawn shop, and everything, again, is going way too well. They're cheerful, it's fun, it's great. Now let's kick it back to Sandy. Sandy yeah, is feeling nostalgic. Yeah, this episode was very, it was like the end of the season kind of hangout episode, it felt like. Just everything was resolving yeah. itself a little bit too nicely. Yeah, it's just too nice. I mean, you even have Sandy in the old PD's office. And, well, I um, really enjoyed it, to be honest. I was, I, did I was too. like, this is such a fun, sweet, mellow, like, and, and yeah. then, of course, it, it I mean, it, it's the opposite feeling of the other two finales until the last three minutes, of course. It goes full A24 at the end. Um, this so, is our first introduction to Jason Spitz, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah. A re- that guy. so he's in this really nice public defender's office. He meets a guy who now has his office. Um, some Jason Spitz guy, um, a dude who seems a bit too hard to Jason swallow. Um, he lets us know that Sandy's old routine post-win was to go sing classics <laughs> at the karaoke I am so bar. Mad right now. He hates it. I, you know, I, I am. I'm just. I'm throwing stuff at the board, seeing what sticks. Um, Otis arrives at the PD's office, and it turns out Sandy asked him there to, quote, meet on neutral ground. I have no idea why a prosecutor would think meeting at the public defender's office is neutral ground, but whatever. I don't write this show. Flash cut to Seth reading one of my favorite books, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark. Everyone needs to read it. It's getting colder. It's a perfect book to read when it's cold. It's about two magicians in an alternate version of 19th century England. It's also a solid miniseries if you hate reading or like Gidget can't read. That's a new thing I'm starting. Hashtag Gidget can't read. Um, Kirsten shows up, though, and interrupts him as he's reading and basically says, thank you, Seth, for setting the Newport group on fire, which was an interesting uh, parenting technique. Mm -hmm. Then she hands him a letter from RISD. Guys, what's in it? We won't know yet because we have some stupid Gidget stuff to do. Um, Ryan pawns the pearls, gives the money to Gidget. Gidget makes some weird nonsense joke about Ranger Rick and the Boy Scouts, um, but he makes it clear that they're not done yet. He still wants to talk to Marissa. Uh, When he sees her pull up in the boy Toyota, 
He rushes the vehicle to talk to her, but then she drives off quickly. And according to the subtitles, Gidget growls, um, which I sent you all. That's probably my favorite subtitle of the season. This was so bizarre that Marissa is she's going away. She's going away on a boat, and Gidget like wants to talk to her, and Ryan takes her to where he is. Yeah, which is weird. And then she's driving his car now, which I don't I don't know why she's driving his car. Oh, yeah. And. But, like, if it had just been Ryan and Gidget in that scene, and he gives him the money, and then he walks away, and Ryan gets in his car, and Marissa's not there and drives away, she's probably still alive. Because Gidget's not going to have the, the – it's not going to be in the front of his mind, like, oh, I need to go after her now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ryan, just, Ryan killed Marissa, basically. That's what I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get that started. Um, so, speaking about Marissa, she's back at Summer's house and noticeably nervous about leaving, and I don't blame her. She won't be on land where she's used to being. She'll be on a boat. It's scary. It's outside, but not outside. Her equilibrium's Marissa, off. Marissa lives at sea. Marissa, Marissa lives at sea. Now she can live with cousin. So it turns out the rest of the core four, though, were all waiting outside during this whole Julie-Marissa uh, interaction. No one wants to go to the lame harbor party, as you all discussed earlier, because it's Marissa's last night in Newport. Where will they go? The diner? The bait shop? Other locations we're used to seeing? But Marissa knows I, a place. I really thought they were going to go to Sad Beach. I don't know why I thought that, but yeah, that's the, why I thought the they were beach, The beach that makes you old. Um, Sandy brings <laughs> Kirsten makes you sad. The beach, sad beach. Sandy brings Kirsten some flowers. Uh, he's in a good mood. Um, something's going on. Sandy has found his mojo again. He's thinking about taking a job at the PD. And look at that. Now they're about to bone. And all he had to do was consider not working at the Newport Groove. I love that. I actually wrote as a joke in my notes, man, I bet they're going to bone now. And then that's pretty much what happens. So great job, writers. Um, (laughs) I laugh for like five minutes at this note and I hate it so much. I'm just going to say it. Wow, Marissa, girls will be all I know a place and literally take you to the model home. Um, I laughed at that. I was really proud of that. So there's swimming. There's fun. There's trespassing. There's in and out burger. There's chicken fights. Uh, there's an appearance of Marissa's back tattoo. Then yeah, there's a trip down memory lane. There are tearful hugs. And saddest of all, there is uneaten in and out burger left by the pool. How do oh you feel gosh. about this trip? How, well, how much did we want to hang out with them at that last... Uh pool party i thought that was sweet i, I kind of did i appreciated the uh, uh no. continuity with the, ta- the back tat in I, no yeah. world do i want to hang out with marissa or seth well <laughs> yeah who who would, then brian who do you think won brian. the chicken fight marissa because she's like eight feet tall she's, yeah, she's a lanker she's a lanker um I, I don't know some are scrappy it's true so I okay, forgot, I forgot is, they did this, by the way. I completely forgot that this was part of this uh, episode. Yeah. So I liked um, it. Well, and did, didn't they come? Did, didn't they like do fun little hangout in the first episode too? They like sailed away on Tate's boat. What? Yeah, uh, you mean when they went to the beach that makes you old? Yeah, they like went to the beach. Like I kind of like they were like we're gonna include a lot of the core four just having fun yeah. together. Yeah, they, they they kind of bookended it with oh, this in the first stupid Hallmark season three. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I got no, you. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Guys, okay, so this kind of took me by surprise. After everything that happens, we finally get what we've been wanting. We get an apology from Marissa. Like, I know it was meant for Ryan, but let's face it. She was talking directly to us, not the viewers, like, generally. I mean, like, Dylan, Ryan, and Chelsea, when she said, hey, I'm sorry for all the craziness. And you know what? Thank you for apologizing, Marissa. I hope nothing happens to you. Um, so as Ryan and Marissa leave the model home, um, because it's canon. Well, but what? before we but before we move on from that, I mean, her, her and Julie had a similar conversation, too. 
And yeah. I, I thought that was really a big moment. Um, yeah, the one right before they decided not to go to the party. Yeah, they but had like, that conversation. it's so cheapened. Everything in this episode with Marissa is so cheapened by the fact that she's about to die. Like, if it wasn't, if she yeah. was, if this had happened mid-season, if this had happened any other time before she's about to die, it would feel much more real, I guess. Earned. It would feel yeah. earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so after, uh, after she apologizes, they get up and they leave and because it's the model home you have to see someone sitting in the shadows in their car and in this case we see Gidget in the shadows drinking Metamucil from a flask I, I can assume. Uh, yeah, something totally. bad is going to happen. We don't know what it is yet but we'll see. So before we actually figure out what's going on, back in Seth's room he's ready to give Summer her graduation present and his graduation present to Summer is him getting into RISD. Uh, so it's big summer giving Seth his Christmas present of her and a costume energy. They're meant for <laughs> one another. I love no, this resolution. Not at all the same thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys, are you ready? Are you ready? I went. This is my magnum opus right here. It's time. It is time for what we have all been waiting for. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to okay. say before we move on, I just want to quickly say, based on the scene that you just said, that it just infuriates me that Seth, she literally, he. He apologizes to her in a shitty apology. He's like, sorry, you know, I just like lied to you and like made you upset. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. Everything worked out. I'm like, fuck off. This is why he keeps doing shitty things. His mom did the same thing. He's like, you know, the, the fire was the best thing that ever happened. I'm like, stop letting Seth off the hook. Well, now we know Now we know that he's a product of his environment. I mean, I thought that was kind of a, a nice little, nice. I don't know. I'm just trying to justify it and I can't. Mm -mm. I'm just really excited for what happens, you all. Okay. I just, I mean, that David just moved on from that so fast. Like, literally, he burned down a building, and then they were like, okay, like, we'll, let's move we'll on. Drop, like, we'll drop the charges. Even just within yeah, this like episode, was, this episode starts with him lying, yeah. and then five minutes later, he's like, well, here's what really happened. It's like, why even do this at all? Okay. It's big yeah, Trey getting shot and then not having that be an issue anymore in the very next episode energy. Mm -hmm. um, I love this. So, Okay. We arrive with a shot of Ryan's car, the boy Toyota. He and Marissa are just having a casual conversation about college. As they pass a sign that says, you're now leaving Orange County, we realize that we are leaving it in more ways than one. There's a car following Ryan, flashing its lights, bright lights, bright, bright. It's been following Ryan for a while, he claims. Who could it be? Oh no, it's Gidget, and Gidget's mad. Gidget is ramming. Ryan is speeding up like a psychopath. Gidget speeds up more, pulls up next to them, starts yelling, tries to knock them off the road or get them to pull over or something. I don't know. And just like that, Ryan wrecks his new car. And he wrecks his ex-girlfriend. Turns out, though, neither of them were wearing seatbelts. As Ryan crawls through broken glass to get out of the car we get our music moment of the episode silence oh. the car is on fire it's not the music he moment gets of the we did not hear silence by Khalees in this moment <laughs> the music moment is silence he gets out of the car Paint the, the car is on fire he gets Marissa. He picks her up, despite the fact that's 100% not what you should do just after a car accident because yeah. of neck injuries. Like, but if the car's on fire, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. The car okay, was on I, fire. I have a note for you. I wrote that note, and Leslie saw me writing that note, and she said, wait, the car was on fire. He had to get her out. And I said, and I quote, don't worry. I'm sure Ryan will correct me. <laughs> Boom. I'm in your head. Uh, you he really carries, wrote the script, didn't you? Yeah. He carries Marissa away. 
from the burning vehicle, either in slow motion or just really slowly. The car explodes behind him as Imogen Heap begins to play, singing a cover of Hallelujah, merging the season one finale song and the season two finale artist into a buffet of musical greatness. But the music cuts and out. And him and him carrying her whenever she overdosed. It's like all of these different moments it's everything. rolled into one. It's, it's a palette. It's a palette of motifs. The music cuts I out, though. This, um, I thought this scene was like really well acted like i it think was. she did a good job not like being overly dramatic like she really did seem very injured and like she was having trouble putting words together mm-hmm. haven't we talked about how how misha barton's not a great actress but she excels in moments like this where she just has to act fucked up she's incredible at that <laughs> like which yeah. i think is oh not my god she crushes it's it it's not really a badge of honor but you know good for her yeah. i but she kills it we get a brief flashback as she's taking her last breaths and she dies and in her death the music is again given life it swells we get a brief flashback to one of the first times ryan sees marissa then her body dissolves into the image of a burning car and we see ryan cradling her broken laker body in the middle (laughs) of the road and the episode fades to black and with that just like marissa cooper this festering burlap sack of dick tips that is the third (laughs) season has gone to the great kickoff carnival in the sky. Can I tell you something? Yes. I didn't like that scene really at all. <laughs> I think it's a bad oh, scene. Really? It's so, yeah. it's lame. It's like, what did she, what did she die of, by the way? Like, what uh, killed car her? Accident. I, what she I died of car accident. She, <laughs> well, she, uh, what I assumed happened is that she wasn't um, wearing a seatbelt. So None of the them were. Yeah, he wasn't either. Tumbled. And she, she had a little bit of blood off the side of her head. But like, what, what do you, it's never confirmed. It, like, it never I, talked I about like what killed her. her. I think she broke her neck, right? You know what, okay. You know, you know what the other That's OZ podcast like is too scared to tell you? She died of COVID. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dylan. Let's keep it topical. Uh, <laughs> also, the music was that cover is great. I love Imogen Heap. I love that song. It's a great cover. They used the part. They just used it really poorly in this scene. Like they only yeah. used like uh, like a small part of it. And it wasn't even a good part of it. And they left like the humming part in when they could. I just felt like it could have been a lot better. I could have musically produced that scene. I feel like in a much better way. It just wasn't release, that good. Release the Drake cut. It's just like, oh, here's that. Here's the image in heap, and there, here's that verse from Hallelujah, and then that's it. It's like there could have been so much more. Like the end of season one finale montage included so much more of that song. It made it more impactful and more mm-hmm. powerful. Um, I do agree that Marissa did a good job of dying. I just didn't. <laughs> it was too, as Dylan would say, like ham fist. It just like hit you in the face. Like, hey, this is another thing. Remember Ryan carries Marissa, and now she's dead. Oh, and the car Man exploded. Bit. I'm like, come on, the car, the car have to explode. The car didn't have to explode. That's so dumb. I was more sad about the car. This well, would have been. Okay, one of so the few what? moments we talked about this sorry chelsea we talked about this in the um uh in the f- season two finale with trey getting shot i think or no it's when johnny fell off the cliff in this season yeah. just like i'm not one of those people i'm not like a dylan that likes poop humor or you know <laughs> violence and gore but it would have uh, meant me. more in this scene to see marissa actually like get killed you know what i mean <laughs> not just oh it's just her body and she's dying i don't know it would have been more impactful to see something like actually kill her what what do we think um gidget was trying to do exactly was he just trying to talk to her and was drunk yeah, he was was drunk, he trying yeah. to cause them har- harm no like, he was trying to get him to pull over on? yeah he was just if, if drunk we, and mad yeah. if we if we believe what he was yelling in his metamucil uh driven haze what he was saying is i'm just gonna get him to pull over I'm going to give him to pull over, but little does he know, Ryan has never had a car of his own before, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, this could have all been stopped if Ryan just stopped the car, which is the first time he hits him, right? Just stop. 
And like, what are you trying? Yeah. To, you're gonna outrun him. You're gonna street race him. Like, what are you doing? Just stop the car, right? It's the Chino Chino urge. He's like, go street race. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that scene. Um, <laughs> well, I have got some questions about this. I mean, I know we don't have a lot of time, Chelsea. I know you have to go, but like, I have. I got like oh, 10 no questions worries. we can try and power through about this season. I feel like we'll cover yeah, kind of our lingering thoughts. Yeah. I just can't believe it's midnight already. So these first two, I, these are out of order just on kind of how I was writing them. Um, mm-hmm. These first two are a little out of, these first two are not really questions. I just wanted to start with mm-hmm. like some some tidbits about this season, um, about the reception of this season that I got from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third season of the OC was nominated for five Teen Choice Awards and won four of them, including wow. Choice Drama Adventure Show and Choice Actor Adam Brody, which he won oh. for three years in a row. Uh, IGN Dang. He's like Brian Cranston. IGN faulted the season, which in their opinion had far too much time and too many episodes spent with less than beloved character Johnny. IGN yeah. also noted that Kirsten and Sandy both suffered from unsatisfying stories and that the departure of Caleb Nichol had been a mistake as he'd been a great character to bounce off both the elder Coens. In September 2007, Josh Schwartz admitted in an interview for New Yorker magazine, the show went down the wrong road with Johnny. The season did, however, receive some praise. The new character, Taylor Townsend, was stated as being played to perfection by autumn reeser and her character was described as one of the greatest elements of the oc yeah that was from ryan twitter user ryan drake (laughs) that's right (laughs) uh so my second kind of question talking point here was just four one two three four 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 people that i forget that were so far in my when i was trying to think of this season as a whole and like back to the beginning of the season it feels like it's like i said it feels like it's dragged on forever i was just like hey don't for- forget that this season included these characters don't forget trey was in this season oh he yeah. was in the premiere you, are you co- you coming here to finish the job yeah which is, seems that, like yeah. so long ago uh trey was in this season dean hess was this season hot Whoa, dean hess was this season. <laughs> right dean doesn't that seem like season. so long ago <laughs> <laughs> what is this garbage show that's stealing my time <laughs> jimmy from, uh, cruel intention jimmy, jimmy cooper was on this on this season don't forget first three episodes for, back for the funeral for the funeral didn't and he? uh yeah he yeah he tried to scam his way back into <gasps> caleb's life. funeral caleb's funeral was this episode or this season i mean uh and charlotte charlotte was this season i know that probably doesn't feel as long ago but it feels like forever bad, bad charlotte, bad charlotte was, this was this season, season. bad charlotte yeah <laughs> Um, okay, next question. That was one and two. Question, I guess we'll call it three, even though it's one on my list. Did season three end in a way that got you excited for season four slash was killing Marissa the right move? Okay, It so needed th- a shakeup, but I think that killing Marissa felt cheap. Yeah. I mean, there were yeah, so many outs. Like, we talked last week about how she could have just shown up and gone away with Luke. And then, like, there's no reason for her to die in this episode. And she could have just gone and done the thing with Jimmy, right? Like, she didn't have to die. She could have just exited the show. Yeah. yeah. Or even she could have exited for, like, eight episodes and then come back. Well, I think it was yeah. a con. Well, I think the show wanted Misha Barton out of the production. Yeah. But there were other mm-hmm. ways to do it besides, like, kill her. Um, yeah, I mean, bi- yeah. The, the Billy and Kimberly, whenever they left the original Power Rangers, they didn't die. They just left. That's right. Shout out to the White Ranger. Shout uh, out. Wait, no, Billy was the Red Ranger. No, Billy was blue. Billy was blue. blue. Okay, sorry. Jason was red. That's right. Trini um, was yellow. Do we, was this season end on, did this season get you excited for season four? If you, if when you were watching for the first time, did, were you excited to see what happened next? Because I looked at the ratings, and ratings have been very bad this season as in relation to previous ratings of this show. Like I think you said, this one had six point two million. Um, most of the yeah, season, six point four, yeah. Most of the season hovered in the four to five million range. Mm-hmm. The finale had six million, and the season premiere of season four only had three million. I, uh, I can tell you right now, 
that I was not excited to watch the fourth season after this episode. I think a lot of people thought the show literally just ended here. I don't know. I think a lot of people didn't realize there was a fourth season. I was not excited. Um, okay, what was your favorite storyline from season three? Favorite kind of moment mm-hmm. or storyline from this season? I liked the return of Caitlin. I thought that was really fun. I like the whole... Uh, I like Seth becoming a stoner. I, I yeah. like Seth becoming a stoner. I liked. Uh, I like Caitlin. I think my favorite, though, was the more aggressive integration of Taylor Townsend. I thought that I really liked how her character was used this season as opposed, you know, as an actual character and not just the foil for Marissa. And not just a disposable um, character yeah. that, you know, is just yeah. here and then it's going to be yeah. gone in 10 episodes. I did I like Taylor's arc. intro, but Taylor's intro was a little rough where she was like the she was like the mean girl that was hooking up with the dean. Did I like the redemption of Julie, too. I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah. Do we feel like Julie was fully redeemed by, by the end of the season? Like she, what was the worst thing she did this season? I was trying to think about it. It had to have been the first episode where she tried to get Ryan free. Yeah, for it Trace. started with her blaming Ryan for murder. And then it was all Probably uphill that. from there. Attempted murder. Well, okay. <laughs> least favorite storylines from season three. I feel like there are two obvious. Well, like, ugh, fuck, there could be three. It's Johnny. Johnny yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's Johnny, it's Sandy in the Newport group, or it's Charlotte. I think on a like ranking them Johnny is the worst um Newport group stuff is the second worst and Charlotte is the third worst yeah I like like Charlotte I thought that was fun Charlotte was at least plausible and it made sense for the characters the character of Charlotte the character of Charlotte was okay the story was bad yes Mm -hmm. okay what do we think this is a question that popped in my head when I was thinking about the season because I think we all agree that, and I told my girlfriend recently when we were watching season one again, I was like, Oliver, the Oliver saga was like peak OC. Like, it's the thing most people yeah. who casually watch remember the most about this show. Yeah. is It was the most engaging thing that happened. Right. And we all agree that Oliver is a great character, but we just fucking hated him, right? Like, some of those things yeah. were so cringe and made us so mad. But overall, he was a good character. So my question number four, I don't know if it's even number four or not, but in my list, question number four was what worked with Oliver that didn't work with Johnny, in your opinion? The thing that worked with Oliver that didn't work with Johnny is I feel like this is going to sound like I'm trivializing it, but I'm not. I feel like Oliver's psychosis was much more nuanced and interesting, whereas Johnny's was just I'm a sad teenager. Like Oliver was... I'm a sad teenager that has psychotic issues that manipulates people in, at th- at therapy. And Johnny's is just, you're hot and I like surfing. Also, ugh. like, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, Um, I mean, Oliver felt dangerous and he felt mysterious. And also it was interesting because he was so privileged and it was set to a backdrop of the Four Seasons Hotel in Palm Springs and a, yes. you know, backstage at a concert. Yeah. Whereas Johnny was just kind of in his... Sad $1.5 million California home. <laughs> Johnny, I don't know. This just, this makes sense to me, but I feel like Johnny as a character is like the equivalent of like spaghetti noodles with just butter because you don't want it to hurt your tummy. Yeah, no, he, he was uh, the definition of like wet blanket lip noodle. Just <laughs> milk toast, on. all the food. So I think that what, mm-hmm. I think that what you guys are saying is, is right. But I do think that part of it was the fact that Oliver had some something that we never did figure out. Like, how did he know Rooney? We don't know. But he did. And it was intriguing enough to us to go like, yeah. there's something about this guy that is that is real on some level. We don't know what it is. And Ryan, how was Anna at his party? We'll, we'll never know. Why was Anna at Oliver's party? That's my next question. No. Yeah, really. Um, but also just the fact that by the time we got to season three with Marissa and Ryan, and we had already gone through Oliver and we'd gone through Trey that then now Johnny doing basically the same thing again is like, come on. That that was just frustrating. Um, okay. The question, I, I, I ran out of numbers. I don't know what number I'm on. I want you to rank the newbies of this season. People who showed up in this season. I want you to rank Matt, Sadie, Johnny, Taylor Townsend, 
Caitlin, Charlotte, and Gidget. You don't have to rank them all, but like who's who stands out? Who are I mean, if we like Taylor, Taylor's the best, right? Taylor yeah, number Taylor's one. Obviously the best. Caitlin Caitlin's two. Obviously I think the Caitlin's second the best. second best. Okay, I'm glad you agree. I think I Easy. think Gidget is three, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, Gidget's three. Even sure. people who don't watch the OC or don't know anything about the OC, much like they know like much like Oliver is really iconic, I feel like Volchek. Like people know about Volchek. They understand Volchek. And also, he's just so hot. I don't want to rank him yeah, any lower. He's so hot. And then after that, I think is Matt. I, I liked Matt as a character. I liked that whole storyline yeah. before Sandy broke bad. So who was okay, who between these two, who was who did you dislike more? Sadie or Charlotte? Charlotte. Sadie. Sadie was boring. Ooh. Uh, then also obviously mm-hmm. Johnny at the very end. But yeah, so Johnny I think our I think our problem. overall consensus is Taylor's the best, Caitlin's up there. And then Gidget and Matt. And then kind of mm-hmm. Johnny, Sadie, and Charlotte can go fuck off. Yeah. Um, the second, that question was about the stuff I already read. Okay, here's here's one. Who do you wish, so if we could rewrite previous seasons, I guess, which is opening <laughs> up its own can of worms. But which character do you wish you could have interjected into season three out of the characters I'm about to give you? Oh, okay. Obviously, Luke is the answer, right? Like, we all think yeah. Luke. Yeah. So he's not mm-hmm. on my list because Luke is the obvious answer. Do we wish we had Caleb? Do we wish he had more Tate? Do we wish there could have been an Oliver comeback? Do we wish there could have been Olivia Wilde or Zach? I think for the plot, I feel like it would be, it would make the most sense with the season three plots to have Zach make some kind of an appearance. Interesting. That's not where um, I thought you were going to go. Mm, Zach and Matt have too much common energy. Um, I think Luke would have brought something fun to the mix that wasn't wasn't represented this season. And I don't know. I kind of think that uh, Olivia Wilde and Gidget, would they have a thing? Oh, my Ooh, God. I like that. It too, would be too sexy. Like, our, too our, TV. our um, TVs would have all exploded. But, like, yeah. Olivia Wilde as a character could have come back and, like, maybe should have come back. Like, I don't know what her situation was with the production, but, like, she didn't die or anything. Well, she definitely knew who Gidget was if he hangs out at the bake shop all the time and drinks there. She well, was the head bartender. She I think knew I, each other. But like, I'm just saying that. Friends. But I'm just saying that overall, kind of like how Taylor showed up in season three and then became a mainstay on the series. Like that could have been Olivia Wilde mm-hmm. in season two. She didn't have to leave. Like if she were still around, I feel like the season obviously would have been much better. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she stopped because she she started doing House. She did. She was thirteen. Oh, yeah, she was thirteen, Shout out to 13. on House. Shout out to Cal Penn, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Nice. Friend of the pod. Um, yeah. No, Caleb would have been great. Luke would have been great. I think Oliver coming back, because he's the only one that didn't really get a comeback at, like from season one of the season one characters. I just think it could have been interesting to have to have Oliver make another appearance on the yeah. show. Um, question number nine. Uh-huh. I think it's question number nine. Did Kirsten deserve more? Because hmm. her storyline basically didn't exist. Her storyline this season for the first half of this entire season... Her storyline was nothing. For the second half of the season, her storyline was mostly, I'm a recovering alcoholic and my husband might be doing shady things. I yeah, think, I yeah, thought, she... her, I mean, she didn't get any meaningful development past the first six episodes and last two episodes. Oh yeah, I forgot, actually, I literally um, just forgot that Charlotte was the season. So she had the Charlotte thing at the beginning of season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I... well, I guess they kind of make up for it next season because uh, her and Julie get to develop their business more. But I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of like that storyline. I would have enjoyed that. I think Kirsten deserved more. She's like an underratedly favorite character mm-hmm. of mine. Um, all right, mm-hmm. final question. What was your favorite musical moment of this season? If you ha- if you can think back and choose one. My, I was looking back at the list of songs from this season, and it was not a good season for music. Yeah, like, I it was tough. I think my favorite was the California 2005 that I used for the trailer of Keeping Up with the Coens. Mm-hmm. The remix version by Phantom yeah. Planet. They played that at the kickoff carnival when Ryan and Marissa are getting kicked when out. Ryan gets kicked after out. He punched, after he punched the Dean. Yeah, that was season Hot three, Dean. by the way. <laughs> that happened this season. Uh, and they played yeah. that uh, Phantom Planet California re- like remaster, which I thought was cool. I, I know what my favorite music moment was, and it's uh, To Be Alone With You. When 
it, wait, wasn't it to be alone? No, crap. What song did they oh, play? To the Widows in Paradise? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, when Johnny died. Mm. Or his, his funeral. I think you're just I I think think you're just equating that with Johnny dying. My, yeah, my my yeah. favorite music moment. Wh- whatever has, Sufjan yeah. song they played, whenever they they floated that surfboard out into the ocean, <laughs> I thought it was an official it's like a, It's like a Viking funeral, bro. <laughs> My favorite yeah. music, I don't even remember when my music moment like took place. I just remember that I loved the song so much. Mine was the Electric President. Uh, oh, Insomnia. Insomnia. That's a good one. And this yeah, was that, the season, but this my... was also the season where Caitlin listened to Under Oath. Never forget. Oh, God, it was. No, yeah. Under Oath all the way. Hands down. <laughs> a boy, isn't it a boy brushing red living in black and white that yes. she listens to? Yes. Oh, 100% yeah. that. Or don't they play Screw like Lincoln you, Park or President. something when Marissa snorts cocaine for the first time and it's kind of funny? No, if they did, oh, I yeah. would. If they did, we would have talked about it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't forget Jasper Damn. was in this season too. Shout out to Jasper. We miss you oh, every day. Jasper. Oh my god. God, this Hot season was guy from Twilight easily other 20 than years. 20 years long this season. Yeah. It feels like it, it but guess what? Guess what, Dylan? It's over. What? It's over. We're done. It's over. We're done. We're done. We've that all means gotten I can gray be a dad ever since. I can be a dad now. Thank so, God. Mazel okay. tov. Thank you, do you guys. Do you, do you guys want to hear my surprise? Because okay, lo, let me let me say this to the to the listeners for the hook. Let me speak directly to you, listeners, and not just to myself looking at myself in this Zoom chat. Um, so we're probably going to end up taking a little bit of a longer break uh, between seasons three and four um, because my main goal is going to be keeping a small child alive um, for the next couple months. Uh, we'll of course get back with you all about more details on that coming up. But I have a hook for for the listeners and why they'll want to come back for the fourth season and hopefully it's one that you all will be excited about but i have a confession to make i can't wait for dylan to talk about himself i uh, well (laughs) this is gonna be a good one i uh i have a confession to make i've been lying to all of you i am i have seen the oc so many freaking times i have seen the first season maybe six times you've never seen season season four never seen season four the oc oh my god Wow. And so so season four of Keeping Up with the Coens is going to be my first reaction watching season four Whoa. of the OC. That is a goop. That is a gag. Yes. <laughs> that is a reveal. Yeah, I, wow, I've been wanting Dylan. to tell you all for so long. That's incredible. <laughs> if you go back and you listen to the uh, episodes where The worst possible we... time for you to watch a season of the OC that you've never seen is like when you're trying to raise a newborn child. Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite thing about it is I want you all listeners in this time that you're not going to be that we're not going to be together. I want you all to go back and listen to episodes where they talk in depth about the fourth season. You'll hear me just going, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, so what do you yeah, know? Wait, hang on. What do you know about the fourth season based on so, what we've said? Piece together. I know. So about the fourth season, I know that the that there is an alternate reality episode yes, for Christmas. I can't wait for you to see that one. I know. I know that there is uh, that Seth works at a comic book shop briefly how do you know that we haven't um, talked about that i no i think i think we t- we brought it up around the did cage you just fight thing. absorb it through the zeitgeist okay. i probably did at this point um and i know that there's an earthquake and then i i no joke i didn't know until we started recording this podcast that um sandy and kirsten go back to berkeley so i wow. like oh. i don't know i don't know who ends up with who i don't know anything but you don't know um, who you know who you know about ryan and taylor we've talked about i know it. about ryan and taylor okay. i assume seth and summer end up together mm. um but I don't know. I really, truly don't no, know. No, I will say excited. you're going to be stunned by the amount of Chris Pratt we get. It's, okay. It's oh my lot. God! You haven't seen Chris Pratt or Chris Brown? No, I have. Well, I, okay, that's the other thing I do. I knew Chris Brown was in it because I had a lot of friends who were big Chris Brown fans. That were like, "Hey, he's in the OC," and I was like, at this time when this was going on, I was like, "Yeah, well, Pete Wentz is in One Tree Hill." 
Wow, um, I, so I this kinda, is this is yeah. a great surprise, Dylan. You did a great job here. I'm kind of yeah, no, this is bit. this is a really really fun reveal because I actually I'm, I'm even more excited for season four. Today now. when I was watching the finale, I know you have to go, Chelsea. Today when I was watching the finale, I started watching the beginning of the next episode just because I was like, how does it start again? How? And I remember, and I can't believe you've never seen it. You will be I'm, I'm excited surprised. The first two episodes of season four are fucking weird and dark. They're yes. some of the darkest episodes of the series. They are. Oh god, and then, the first two episodes aren't like the rest of the. But then the all. switch flips and suddenly everything is like, it's like a comedy. It's like a whole different show. Oh, baby. So like, I want you to know that whenever you said, when you watched the finale for season three, did it make you want to watch season four? And I said, no, it's because it didn't. <laughs> so, I would have so loved it if you didn't even know there was a season four. You thought this was the end of Keeping Up so With The Codes. What? Man, was, <laughs> this has been a fun podcast. But no, I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> Leslie's like, damn it! <laughs> I and I will not start watching it until right before because I want next season. I want my reactions to be as genuine as possible oh for my stuff God. that happens. I'm gonna watch it with you. I'm gonna come over and watch it with you. <laughs> you, you can oh, hold. You can I'm hold so Eloise. Pumped. This, this yeah. has just got our, our stakes have been raised. Yeah, <laughs> this is so. Great. Yeah, come back. Come back for a fourth season, y'all. You'll get to see me experience this show for the first time. Dylan, I'm ex- I'm proud of you for keeping that <laughs> from keeping us. That keeping it to yourself. What a what a big bombshell. This is better than anything the OC did in a season finale. So I uh, I just totally I felt agree. like it was only appropriate that for the very last season I am in fact keeping up with the Coens. Wow. We needed a good twist. That will do it for keeping up with the Coens season three. Another another season in the can. I can't believe we've done three seasons of this show. That's gonna live forever on the internet. So that's crazy yep. that we're doing this. We will be back for season four at some point, probably early 2022 sometime. Um, but I think we should do a couple bonus episodes between now and then, maybe one before Christmas and one for Christmas. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited. Let's do it. We, we have so many um, like categories that we want to cover for bonus episodes. We definitely do. But yeah, so we'll, we'll, keep you, we'll keep you in the loop. If you want to know some more stuff, you could follow us on Instagram at Cohen's Pod, C-O-H-E-N-S-P-O-D, or you can email us and we will get back to it eventually at some point in the future. Cohen's Pod at gmail.com. And if you made it through the end of season three with us and you had a good time, Dylan, what can they do? Give us five stars. It keeps us going. I am a machine and I run on a positive affirmation. So affirm me, babies. Give us five stars. Tell us you love us. And um, I will use that on the sleepless nights that I have with my daughter to remind myself that even after all this, I get to come back and I get to talk to you all about a show that I guess for next season I know nothing about. Um, but I've enjoyed this season as terrible as the season is. Um, I think at the very beginning in the very first episode, Chelsea was joking around about how it might be the best season of our show because it's the worst season of the show. And I got to say, I feel like we're just getting better. Oh, I feel like you two are getting better. I've always been amazing. Have you listened back um, to some of our early season one episodes? They're weird. They're they're bad. They're weird and bad. No, it's we, we definitely we've hit our stride and uh, we're just going to be running directly off the side of the cliff uh, for season four. And I cannot wait. I can't believe you haven't seen it. All right. Um, <laughs> that's it for us. This is the last time I'm going to throw to you, Chelsea. Well, you have any, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? None. I got to go <laughs> put a shot in my ass now. Perfect. So, see you guys Whiskey! Yeah. Bye. She's butt chugging. I love it. All right. We'll see you butt guys chug. next season. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.